welcome to the 66th episode of the Cinefessions Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Chowan. Joining me today, we have Mark Nadu and Ash Collins. Ash, did you enjoy your uh, week off last week? Yes, I did. Excellent. And how about you, Mark? Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, can, we, can we pause this for a second? Yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. Can, we just, can we just stop this? I... I gotta get in the podcast mood here. Just give me, uh, just give me one second here. Yeah, no problem. Take your time. Yeah, just just pause it for one second. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute my microphone here. Okay. All right, we're paused. Good to go. I'm not crazy. I'm in control. I'm not crazy. I'm in control. I'm not crazy. I'm in control. Okay, I'm good. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a great uh, two weeks. Um, yep. I'm so excited to podcast tonight. I'm in the mood. Blood is pumping. I'm yeah. going. Uh, yeah, let's let's fucking do this. Podcasting. Are you okay? Yeah, well, I'm fine. Why? Did you did you put a bib on to catch the blood or? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't need a bib when I eat. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, let's do this, guys. All right, uh, unpause it. We're good. Let's do this. All right. All right. So today we are concluding our look at the entire directorial career of Rob Zombie with a review of the recently released to VOD thirty one. We're also going to move on to round three of our Besting the Backlog Challenge. And at the end of this week's show, we're going to pick a random winner of the Sex World giveaway, that Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. And finally, we're yeah. and finally, we're going to talk about our October podcasting plan. So make sure you stay with us for the entirety of today's action-fucking-packed Cinefessions mm. podcast. Mm. Woo! Let's do this shit. Yes. Yes. So as always, you can interact with us with uh, in a few different ways. You can find us on Twitter at Cinefessions. You can email us at contact at Cinefessions.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1-302-448-TALK. That's 1-302-448-8255. We love comments, questions, corrections, concerns, whatever. So please reach out to us using any of those three ways, and we would really appreciate it. You can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Cinefessions and check out our long list of past reviews and all previous 65 Cinefessions podcasts at Cinefessions.com. We're four away from the magic number. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we should Actually, be sex world for episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Sex> man. <laughs> So before we move on to our uh, our weekend media, let me just give a quick reminder of our upcoming schedule for the show here. Uh, this episode is live uh, today. Would be Friday, September twenty third, when this is live, and then we'll begin, uh, and then we'll be taking another week off uh, this time because I'm going on vacation, and so uh, we're going to return with our next set of podcasts on Friday, October seventh. So note that the we will also be taking the final week of October off as well, just because of some scheduling conflicts and other vacations. So that means we're going to have three episodes for the month of October. What will we be doing with them? Well, that's why you have to stay tuned until the end of this week's show to find out. Ignore the timestamp where I put where we talk about that in the show notes and just listen through the whole damn thing. <laughs> or you can fast forward and come back to us. Yes. No. Yes, if you're that excited. 
but don't be ridiculous. Just listen through. We're we're entertaining enough to listen to. I don't. Ash, what have you done with the past couple weeks oh, with God. your world of media? Uh, a lot actually. Uh, watched my uh pick. Um, let's see. I watched a uh movie called The Dead Room. Uh, okay. It's uh streaming on Netflix. Um, it was kind of interesting. Um. It's, uh, I think it's either an Irish or Scottish. I can't remember which. Um, Same uh, thing, really, right? Yeah. The good news is you won't need subtitles. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But uh, it's a movie from last year. Uh, It's about a group of ghost chasers uh, who uh, head to investigate a house after a ghost chases a stricken family out of their, out of the farmhouse. Um, They're actually hired by an insurance company. To either prove or disprove that this is happening, uh, possibly so the insurance company can get out of paying for it, uh, type of thing. Uh, hmm. The ghost, however, turns its wrath on the team of researchers. Um, it's got a, a slightly slow buildup. It's not bad. Um, they do a lot of like kind of practical things with it. Um, it's kind of interesting. The ending is a little rushed. I. I it feels rushed, um, but other than that, the movie is pretty solid. I gave it four out of five on Netflix, so that'd be what three and a half, or no, that'd be a three, three out of four for us. So, okay, so that's not too bad. I, worth checking out if you like ghosts and supernatural movies. Um, yeah, I binged watch all of uh, Supergirl season one. Uh, oh, okay. How was that? That's actually pretty good. Well, actually, I didn't binge watch the whole thing. I binge watched from where I stopped watching it while it was airing until it hit Netflix. And then oh, okay. the rest of it. I got tired of waiting every week to find out what was going to happen next. So I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to wait and binge watch the whole damn thing. Um, it, that one's not bad. It's a, it's a little cheesy, but it's a lot of fun. The, um, the fla- the episode where the Flash guest stars is hysterical and actually makes me want to watch Flash now, so I might binge watch that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not bad. Um, they they do some interesting things with it, and, uh, and you know, the the cast is pretty good. Uh, it's a little it's a little goofy, a little fun, but I mean, it, it's they're actually having fun with the superheroes with it, which I like. So uh, that was pretty good. Um, I watched. I watched Cosmodrome, which is an uh, uh, a documentary on the Russian Cosmodrome, how the Russians were trying to beat us to the moon. Uh, oh, okay. And rockets and stuff. That was actually kind of neat uh, because I didn't know it, but um, the the guy who was head of the project, uh, since we made we made it to the moon first, they basically just scrapped the project and they were ordered to destroy the rocket engines and the rockets. Well, they dismantled hmm. the rockets, but not the engines. And the engines were actually more advanced than anything we had, like, in the 90s, and they were built in the 60s. Wow. So they, they, they're talking about them developing them and stuff, and then actually, like, we ended up buying some of them from the from the failed Russian states to put on our rockets. So that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see that. Um, but it's called Cosmodrome, if you're interested. Okay. Um, I watched one called Ark. Uh, it was a How was that? Netflix- Oh, uh, the Netflix original. I liked it. My wife hated it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, it, it's a little repetitive, but it's kind of the point of it. Um, these group of people are trapped in a lab and stuck in a time loop. 
and they're trying to figure out how to get out of the time loop and while these guys are basically robbing them blind um and so but the the originally it starts with just the one guy realizing he's in the time loop uh, uh, like if you get killed in the time loop you remember or if you're killed right near the the machine you remember uh so like uh she, you know he he remembers then the next person remembers that he's trying to stop all this from happening um it's it's interesting the ending it's a little bleak um i i, I won't go into it too much beyond that um but it's kind of interesting it was a neat sci-fi flick um so i kind of like that one um I watched Invoked. Uh, um, that one is a... I almost said a first-person shooter. It's not a first-person shooter. <laughs> it's a found footage film. It's not terrible. It's not great. It is slap-dab in the mediocre slot. Um, my wife liked it. I just... It was okay. Um, but it's about five friends who go to a desolate island, you know, party. So, but anyway, so five friends are boozing up on a desolate island and they, uh, they realize that, um, something's wrong and that there's ghosts there and they're all pissed off and stuff like that. And it's all found footage and it's just, it's kind of okay. It's kind of sucky. I don't know. It's basically, if you've seen like a found footage ghost movie, you are not going to be surprised by a single thing in this movie. Um, you know, they, they kind of rip it off from just about everybody. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. So, you know, take it or leave it. Um, let's see. Then the last one I watched. Oh, I got Elevator too. Exeter. Uh, Exeter was okay. Um, my wife liked this one. I just thought it was okay. Um, partying in a creepy abandoned building seemed like a good idea until a malevolent force crashes the party. Uh, this one's not found footage. Um... Yeah, but there's a, there's a, there's more to this, and I can't talk about it, otherwise it ruins the whole freaking movie. Um, but the, uh, dude who played, uh, it's directed by Marcus Nisvel, who did the Conan the Barbarian reboot movie. Um, but, uh, they had, god, the guy from, Stephen Lang is in it. Um, and he's just completely wasted. It's just like, ah, uh, he's, he's such a fun actor, and they just completely wasted him. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not bad. Um, my wife liked it. I was like, eh. Uh, so it's worth, it's worth a look, I think. Um, and the last thing I have on my list here is Elevator, which is from the, the Soska sisters? Soska. Soska. Yeah. Okay. The Soska sisters. Yes. Um, if you liked, like, scare tactics on the sci-fi channel, you'll like this. Uh, it's basically scare tactics as a game show. Um, and yeah, and it's funny kind of watching Jen and, and Sylvia lose their shit over people, uh, well, people losing their shit over, you know, the stuff happening because you, they know it's a game and they know it's fake and they still freak out anyway. Uh, but yeah, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically like you're going into a, you know, you're going into a haunted house and you still get scared. Um, mm -hmm. but they, they do a pretty good job with it. And, uh, but Jen and Sylvia are, they're, they're a little campy, but some of their stuff is, some of their dialogue, you know, the lines they have are hilarious. You know, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> did you just twerk in my elevator? <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, yeah, I did. She's like, get the hell out. <laughs> but, you know, they, it's kind of funny. If, but if you like, if you like scare tactics, that kind of, you know, kind of goofy horror cheese and you like watching other people get scared, 
it's worth a look. Um, and it's short, so. But uh, yeah, so that was my two week. Awesome, very good. All right, Mark. And what about you? What have you done this past couple weeks here? I've done uh, actually a lot of movie watching. I'm sure people on my Facebook feed are tired of seeing what I'm watching here. Um, so <laughs> I'm not going to go through a lot uh, just because I've seen a lot. So I don't want to tie up too much time here. Um, now, I have a bit of a bone pick with you guys because yeah. I saw Now You See Me. And oh, okay. I thought it was horse i i hated this movie i gave it one star i thought it was unbelievable none of the characters are likable apart from maybe woody harrelson um it really didn't make that much sense to me um so i go on letterboxd i give it a one star review and then i see you sir you give it three stars and who then, is this me yeah and then ash gave it five stars i love yeah, that movie I'm- I'm not a huge fan. What is like? I I don't get the appeal. I I can't believe this movie got a sequel. Like no. I, I, I thought it was mediocre, very mediocre. I, I, honestly, I, it was hateable. It was downright hateable. This movie. Um, <laughs> the hoops that these people go through for for what kind of payoff? I I thought it sucked, and I was just completely bonkered by the uh, by the ratings you guys gave it because I'm like, well, I think we have similar tastes. Most of the time. And uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe the scores. And then other people that I'm friends with on Litterbox had high scores for it as well. Um, maybe everybody was under the spell for the week that it was in the movie theaters. I don't know. But I thought Now You See Me was horrible. So I give that one stars. Um, you know, I don't remember what my Letterbox review says. But I just, I know I thought it was a... A very vastly overrated film when I watched it. Yeah. But you think of it more than 50%. Uh, this is true. Usually three stars. I'm like, I liked it. And this one I did not like at all. Um, yeah. Now, on the flip side, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet, but I went to see Don't Breathe at movie theaters and I loved it. So for those yeah, who don't good. know, a lot of people I've, I, I know who've seen it loved it. Yeah, it, it, and- it's fantastic. And I don't want to spoil anything about this, but the, the idea is that three, well, first of all, it's made by the guys who did the Evil Dead remake. So you know you're in good oh, hands, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's about these uh, these uh, I guess late teens, early twenty kids. They they live in Detroit and they break into houses so what that up? they can escape Detroit. Um, <laughs> something, about the, something about the lions and the red wings is like we have nothing really to live for anymore, so we got to find greener pastures. Detroit. Um, oh, so they break into the to this house that's uh, owned by this uh, army veteran who's blind. So their thing is gonna be easy pickings. Well, you know, movie's ninety minutes long, so you know. Again, I'm right. gonna stop there. I honestly <laughs> don't. I don't want to give any spoilers on this because okay. you know, usually, like, it just seems recent horror flicks. First act is good. Second act is awesome. Then it kind of dives down a bit in the third act. It's like, eh, you know, like, where is he going to go type of thing? This movie's third act is so balls out crazy. I was, I went with Melissa to see this and I was slapping her leg in giddiness. <laughs> when whatever happens in the third act happens, I'm like, oh, holy fuck. No fucking way. Seriously, it is such a good film that I, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to. I, it's best, like, I only saw the the, uh, the trailer once prior to seeing it. And uh, funny enough, it also stars Stephen Lang. He's the guy who is the blind army veteran. Um, it, it, it's it's, it, it's um, 
I I think it's one of my top five movies of the year in wow. the theaters, and by far number one horror film this year. Wow! Again, not, high praise. I, I'm giving this the highest praise. Um, <laughs> I want to see it again. I'm going to buy it on blue when it comes out. Um, if it's still in theaters in your neck of the woods, go see it. It is completely worth it. Like I paid full price. I didn't go on a Tuesday where it's cheap. One on a Sunday. It was a rainy Sunday. And yeah, I was, if I could have, I would have stood up and cheered during this movie. Like mm. it, uh, as a demented horror fan, it takes a lot for me to get excited for a film. You know, like I'll like a film. But to yeah. be genuinely excited for where this film is going, I'm like, oh my god! I yeah. Uh, again, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably hyping it too much now, so I I don't. Wanna, uh, yeah, go see it. It is totally worth it. Totally worth it. Awesome. Um, yeah, and and plus uh, the girl from uh, the Evil Dead uh, remake. Um, trying to find her name here. Um, her name is Jane Levy. So she's one of the main characters in the film as well awesome role again i i think she's awesome like you know she's good looking um but she is a horror actress and i i just love her facial expressions she gives it her all she gets like she got her ass kicked in evil dead like the stuff that her mm-hmm. character went through and herself just for filming it went through and this is another hard horror film for don't breathe like you good. will dig this film so, final words go check it out awesome um i also saw I am not a seal killer. Have you guys oh, heard about okay. that one? I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, so it's about this kid who's antisocial in a small town. Um, her, uh, his mom is the mortician. He's fastened by death. Murders start happening. People kind of suspect it's him. Is mm-hmm. it really him? We don't know. Um, it also stars Christopher Lloyd in a very oh. creepy role. Um Oh, worth checking out. It, it, I, nice. I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, not as much as Don't Breathe, but I really dug the vibe of this of this film. Very indie, really awesome. Um, so that's worth checking out. I just lost my list here. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I saw. Um, <laughs> I saw I saw Legend with Tom Hardy, where he plays the twin uh, British gangsters from the sixties. Okay, that's on Netflix Canada. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix US. So he, so this is based on a true story about two brothers that are twins. Um, uh, and they kind of ruled their neck of the woods in the sixties in, uh, I'm not sure if it's in London or not. I don't think it is, but they're, you know, they're club owners and they kind of dabble into different things and it's their rise and fall type of thing, you know, so it's like a bit of a biopic. Um, so that was really good. So Tom Hardy plays both brothers, obviously they're twins. So he's, uh, I find for, you know, like a split screenish thing where they know we're playing two characters. It uh, came out really well. Um, I saw Hardcore Henry. Oh yeah, how was that one? Uh, I like the idea of it. I like yeah. this story. Well, there's not much of a story. It, it it's a video game movie. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. as real life uh, of a film you can be. Uh, it's like a first person shooter, but it's a movie. Um, mm-hmm. again, idea is good. Uh, the execution was really decent. Like the, the cinematography was awesome, and just the the choreography needed to do this type of film was fantastic. I just couldn't stomach the first person view for ninety minutes. Like you're, you're fighting, and you're not sure exactly where you're supposed to look. Um, oh. So I applaud the director for trying something different. 
Um, I yeah. kind of want to see it again. I heard that they are doing like a VR version of this movie or that you can get like the VR goggles and make it more immersive. Not sure if that'll be, Badass. if that'll help or not. Um, I liked it. I just, you know, the, the first person for a 90 minute film is a lot. You know, if you're going to do like a 50 minute short, sure. But to, to sit oh. there for 90 minutes, it's, it's a lot. Um, quickly again, I, I did see a pop star, never stop, never stopping. That's the oh, uh, Lonely okay. Island uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't only watch horror movies, everybody. I watch comedies too. Um, <laughs> I liked it, but I like, um, uh, I like Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Okay. I like the guys from uh, Lonely Island. Um, so it, it was humorous, you know. I think if you grew up in the, in the total, uh, total uh, request live era of MTV, you'll really dig this film a lot. Um, I laughed a lot a few times. I smirked a lot. It was cute. So yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I watch a whole bunch more, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's pretty much uh, all for me. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do um, much movie watching outside of, you know, obviously what we're talking about today in the podcast, but uh, video I've been video gaming a hell of a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into my fifth season as the Portland Snowhawks <laughs> in Madden 17. Okay. I have four times Super Bowl champ. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but... Yeah, so I could get into like a lot of detail on that, but I, I won't because it's lame. And this is on your but Xbox, have, right? Yes, on my Xbox One. Yeah, I have uh, like almost forty hours into it already, which I was really surprised to see. Okay, um, I didn't what? realize oh. I put that much into it. But have you guys ever thought about uh, like streaming? I know Chris has done it a few times, where he streams himself playing video games. Yeah, I do it every once in a while, not too terribly often. Yeah, um, I was streaming a little bit of Sunset Overdrive when I was playing that the other day. But okay, I, I'm like I, I took out my uh, PlayStation I for the PS4. Okay, and I can't put it on top of my TV because my TV's on the wall and it's too high, so it's on my mm-hmm. speaker. And I just I haven't been gaming. I kind of want to get back into it again. So yeah, I'm debating I if I want to start just streaming myself playing games, but like just yeah. playing one game and only playing it well. Other people are watching. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's in my it's in my head, but I think I kind of want to try that out. Yeah, do it. It's I just fun. have never done it before, and I guess I'll have to wear clothes. But whatever. Right. You don't have to. Well, I don't want to get. I mean, I don't want to get kicked off uh, Twitch. Right. Right. But yeah, I tried doing the camera for PS4, yeah. and because my PS4 is hooked up to my projector, it just it wasn't working oh, at all. Okay. So I I just took it back. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than Madden, uh, Sunset Overdrive has really been like my obsession this past week. Now, when this game came out, I bought the – this is actually when I bought the Xbox One okay. was when Sunset Overdrive came out. I didn't buy it specifically for Sunset Overdrive, but I would I was wanting it, and so I ended up buying it. And they had the white console with Sunset Overdrive, and you know it looked like a good game, so I picked it up. Um, but that was probably like my – just biggest disappointment. I hated Sunset Overdrive the first couple of times I played it. I, so I probably only put in like, I don't know, half an hour or so okay. into the game. Um, and just, I hated it. I hated everything about it. Um, and so, but every, people have been talking about it lately. Uh, my sister's ex-boyfriend was like, oh, you should try it again. Blah, blah, blah. Chris started playing it. Okay. Renton was talking about it on Twitter. So I was like, you know what? Let me, let me try it. I don't know why I want to try it, but I want to try it again. Yeah. And I don't love the game by any stretch of the imagination, but I started getting better at like grinding around the city, which I still think is one of the major flaws in the game. It's just not nearly as smooth as 
uh, like Infamous, for example, which is thing is fantastic. That's a Jetset Radio and, uh, kind of game, right? That was for the Dreamcast. Like, Jet Set, yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Yep. Um, but I was having enough fun with it, and I was I was going making some progress, and Chris beat it. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna try to beat it, and so I ended up beating that last night, okay. which I was really excited about because it's. I, I like I, I post on Twitter. I think it, the the two things I get most excited about about completing are video games and books, just because I so rarely complete either of them. Yeah. And so, um, I was very happy that I was watching the credits on that one. And uh, again, not not a great game. I definitely think it's flawed, but uh, I thought the main character was pretty funny, and uh, that's important. And the story was interesting enough, even though I realized it as I was watching the credits that. I was doing one thing the whole game and then kind of the ending was just like something different and it didn't really make sense. Okay. I, I don't know, but not, not a great game, but um, I liked it well enough to beat it and uh, I'm going to move on now. I'll probably just end up deleting it from my system because I don't really see a need to go back and do the side missions at all. Yeah. But, What's your next game then uh, that's not uh, sports related? You know, I'm not sure. I, um, I really want to go back and play Madden, but I also picked up NHL 17, which I haven't even put on yet. I, I put it in the system to like um, install it, okay. but I haven't even started yet. But that's just because hockey season hasn't really started yet. So I'm sure once that does, I'll yeah. be into that. But well, I'm sorry about your. So I'm not sure. I'm sorry about your U.S. team today. Oh God! I, I heard I heard that they lost yesterday terrible. and got eliminated without winning anything. I, I, I yeah. apologize for that. Tortorella, what a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the guy. Are, are you not Are you all. going to buy the new wrestling game? No. Because I I loathed WWE 2K16 so much, I just I can't put down the sixty bucks for but it. Apparently, in this one, like you know, you start off, you got to go into NXT and all that stuff. I yeah. just saw a video yesterday where you mm-hmm. can become a Paul Heyman guy and bypass all of that, but then you really it's pissed off at you. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> Paul Heyman's in this, but I hate the gameplay. I just want a wrestling game that's arcadey, like WWE All Stars yeah. for the PS3. I don't want a simulation. Yeah, it's. I wish, I, like I said before, I I don't mind the simulation. I just want it to be better. Yeah, and you know, I got the burnt with good. fifteen and sixteen, so yep. I don't want to. I don't want to get burnt again. And now that fact that you know the Fed is now doing the whole different branding with Raw yeah, SmackDown, exactly. And that's not in the game, right? I don't know if they'll mod it for later on with an update, but like, yeah. you know, now that you know they have your different brands, but that isn't included in this game. I kind of want to wait a year. Yep. You know? Yeah. Me so, too. Absolutely. Know. But. Um, so that pretty much concludes my, what I've been doing this week that took up a, a significant chunk of my time, but that kind of brings me to the question of the week. So, and, and sunset overdrive would be my answer to this. So what is the, the most notable game that you didn't love, but insisted on playing through to the end? So you could say you beat it or whatever your reasons were, what would you say that is for you? Obviously for me, it would have to be sunset overdrive because if I don't like a game, I tend to just not play it. I don't care if I beat it or not. I have hundreds of games that I haven't beat. So what's another one? But in this situation, I just, for some reason, I wanted to beat it. So what would you say is yours that uh, you didn't love it, but whatever, for whatever reason, you ended up beating it anyway? First one that comes to mind for me on the PS3, it's the uh, Ghostbusters game they made that's supposed to be like a sequel to 2. Oh, um, yeah. I wanted to love it. I just didn't find the gameplay that fun. Yeah. But I had to finish it because I'm a Ghostbuster fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I wanted to love it and I just couldn't. Hmm. And it's actually because they, like everybody came back to the voices, you know? 
Right, um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't like being the other guy. I think it would have been better oh, okay. if you played one of the guys and you had to switch yeah. you know, d- d- depending on different, like, you know, story uh, arcs or whatnot. But mm-hmm. you playing, hey, you're the new guy. Hey, new guy. Like, ugh, <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah, so to me, that's that's my, that's my the first thing that comes to mind. And what about you, Ash? Anything come to mind? Um, I guess another way to look at it would be a uh, probably your – uh, your least favorite game that you've beaten i guess yeah i don't i don't if i if i just if i can't get i have a hard enough time playing through games i do like if i don't like a game i'll hand it over to my wife and she can play it and but m- most games i i refuse to hate play a game even when i was reviewing it for dire game fan it was just like this is just this is terrible you know, and I and I'd make notes and stuff. It was, you know, oh God, this is awful, or this and that, and you know, this game can't do this, and so on and so forth. And, and you know, that that was one thing when you're doing it for review. But it, it, just me personally, a game that I picked up that I ended up hating. Mm, no, yeah, no, yeah, because I usually quit before I get to that point. So yeah, <laughs> do you want to hear something disgusting? What my good friend Paul P Temps, Mister Paul Templeton. Hi, Paul. He fucking platinumed Minecraft. What? Who does that? Who's got the I time to platinum Minecraft? Wow. I was so disgusted. Now he's now he's two platinums ahead of me, so I <laughs> ugh, son of a bitch. But you platinum of all you get, he sends me a, a the message. Yeah, hey, I just platinum the game. Like, oh, which one? Minecraft. What the <laughs> fuck? It's like me platinuming Legos, you know? <laughs> I wonder what the I want to see the list what that is how do how you platinum that game I have no idea but I have no desire to play it to begin with now I feel I have to and I hate them yeah Minecraft play what are you six I don't know I liked my I was surprised how much I liked Minecraft when I started playing it but I was nowhere near like I I never I don't think I have any platinums I I'm I'm just (laughs) not impressed I'm not impressed by his performance yeah. Mark, you were asking me what game I might try next. Yes. It might be Prototype because I've heard – I went to GameStop because I really wanted to get Infamous and Infamous 2 because yeah. I realized I didn't own them. And the girl there was like, oh, like my favorite of those has to be Prototype, really? which is like came out around the same time. Yeah. And she said that was like one of her favorite games of all time. So I was like, all right, well, I'll buy this. It, it was like – Did she have a pierced nipple? Bucks. She works at EV. They usually have pierced nipples. Did you ask? No, she had piercings on her face. I don't know about her nipples. Oh, okay. I can't confirm or deny that. I would surmise that there's a strong possibility. Yeah, she was talking about cosplaying him and everything. I mean, that's she awesome. Good for her. Nipples. Yeah. yeah, she did a very good job selling. So that's nice. really what matters. Well, you know what? I'm I'm planning on because uh, I bought so many games last year and I haven't played a single mm-hmm. goddamn one. Uh, yep. I think oh, I'm, gonna I do, I'm gonna do Elon Isolation. That's gonna be my my next real game. I, oh man, we should play that together. I should try. I should start on that is one. There, is there a co-op one for that? No, no, I don't mean. I just mean like. Oh, you play it and time. I'll play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> kind of like what I did with Sunset Overdrive with Chris. Yeah, I, I've kind of fallen out of love with Fallout Four. I just ugh. Oh. Um. So yeah, I think I'm gonna do Alien Isolation. I bought all these horror games last year, and yeah. uh, I, I didn't like. I downloaded them because they were on sale, and then I haven't even touched oh, okay. them yet. I haven't even like played it yet. Um. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do Alien Isolation. I think that's my next. I game. have that one. I have that one on Xbox One. I don't have that on the PS4. Okay. But I will. Maybe I should start that one. 
It's a good idea. Yeah, twins. Woo, twinsies. Yay. Sex world. All right. So, and contrary to popular belief, these questions are not just for the three of us, but for all of our listeners. We'd love to hear your responses to any or all of our questions. Um, we have a listener who actually called in to be part of the podcast. Um, so, and, and he entered into the, um, the contest to win Sex Drive on Blu-ray, which we're going to pick that winner later. But uh, I will actually have his recording on the podcast next week just because I am going on a week-long vacation. I don't have a lot of time to edit this one. And so I'm going to use his recording on next week's podcast. Um, but he is entered in for that contest. But he did also send a message on Twitter. And he said, my pick for best animated entertainment, which I believe was our last podcast I asked you about. Or no, that was on um, when we did uh, Haunted World of El Superbisto. He said, my pick for best animated entertainment goes to HBO's The Life and Times of Tim, which I have honestly never even heard of. Do you guys know that one at all? No, I don't. Huh. Uh, now, he is a UK listener, so it might be something that we didn't get here. I, I I, don't know, but something I'll definitely have to check out because he generally has a very similar taste to us. So, awesome. And I want I want to thank you, Brent, for calling in and leaving that voicemail. I apologize that it's going to have to be on next week's episode, but I want to make sure I'm able to edit it and get everything going. And I just do not have the time this week, so Wait, it will uh, no. be on two weeks. Because yeah, yes. you're on I keep, I'm going to sit in my wasteland next weekend. Heck it, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing about that. Brownsville, so. Ohio. Woo. Oh. How Woo. far away is that from you, Ash? I have no idea. Oh, okay, good. Good. Yeah, you should <laughs> join me. I'm gonna I'll have a lot of Zima. Is it strong is strong's what? Strongsville. Strongsville, Ohio. I don't know. Yeah, I've not heard of that. I'm from Michigan, but yeah, I don't know. I've not heard of that one. Eight hour drive from where I am. So I'm leaving around five. Eight hours? Yes, I'm leaving around five in the morning, get there on one o'clock. Take a short nap and start drinking. Strongsville, yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. So let's move on and conclude our Rob Zombie arc with a review of the most recent film, which was released on VOD last Friday, which is why we had to miss last week's episode. Uh, So we were able to actually watch this film for today's episode. So there will be spoilers for 31. So if you have not watched this film, which I understand is a little more difficult than the rest of our films that we've done this arc, uh, but it is available on VOD. Um, on Amazon, it's $10. Bucks. Um, I've heard that it's $8. Other places, just search for it. You'll find it with no problem. Yeah. Google uh, but definitely coupons. Definitely. Um, 75% off a of film rental. Oh, and where was it? I cut you off. Google, I'm sorry. Uh, Google did uh, send out coupons, 75% off. Uh, oh. A film rental if you get it off of Google Play. Um, okay. But uh, you had to have gotten the email, so I'm thinking you might have to be like on Google Play, like registered. Um, but okay. That's where I got it. So I ended up paying like less than three bucks for the rental. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got that email and deleted it because I thought I'd have to watch it on my phone. Is that not the case? Oh, no. <laughs> you can watch it on your computer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. You can watch it on your computer, stream it. Yeah. I've, I've got good. an app well, on my Roku well, fuck box. Me. There we go. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have it. I have an app on my Google, on my, pardon me, on my uh, Roku box. And it okay. was 79 Canadian, which I thought was super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. The, the exchange rate, for those wondering, is um, as of last Friday, $1.27 Canadian is $1 American. Yeah, there you go. So like 300 I went US, to Canada. When I go weekend. to the States, it's going to cost me like five something for $300. Yay, exchange <laughs> rates. <laughs> and bank yeah, fees. that sucks. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. 
All right. So again, there will be spoilers, spoilers for 31. This is your final warning. So 31 is obviously written and directed by Rob Zombie. It currently holds an IMDb score of 5.6 out of only 2,543 votes. It has a Metacritic score of 19, a tomato meter of 56% with no audience score as of yet. And according to Wikipedia, which is the only source I could find for this, the budget was less than $1.5 million. And obviously, we don't have a gross for it, seeing as it just came out last Friday. So, awesome. Now, both of you, we did the, we all did the VOD thing, right? We didn't, none of us saw the one night only screening, right? No, uh, but I got friends who did. And I guess some movie chains played the making of before the movie and spoiled the shit out of it. So some oh people were God. pissed off. Yeah, that is so stupid. I would have been pissed off. Making up before it. Uh, some wow. movie. Well, I guess when they did a one night only uh, theatrical release, they did a Q and A with Zombie that was live. They did a. Uh, they showed a making of and two music videos, and some. Uh, some of my friends advised that uh, we're pissed off, I guess, online because uh, they played the uh, making of before the movie, and it spoiled the hell out of the film. That's nice. ridiculous. So that's bad. That's very poor planning. Right. Yeah, just a tad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, were they spoiled a lot? Uh, you know, like, is there movie? Uh, Anyways, is there a, is there a lot to really spoil? Exactly. I mean, if you've seen any Rob Zombie film, you know who's going to be the last person. Yeah. Like, I okay. Um, so, <laughs> you know, when this when this started. Yeah. Okay, let me let me let me pause for a second. So Chris, I was talking with Chris, you know, our our former podcast uh cohort. Mm-hmm. Um he was saying that there's actually two different cuts of the film. There's the the f- zombie cut which I read about online, which is supposed to be um coming out on like when he releases it on DVD. Okay. And apparently some people were able to see that already. Um, but then there's the like theatrical version, which the, from everything we can tell, the VOD is the theatrical cut, which is the R rated cut. Yep. Okay. Did you and guys so, find the deaths gory at all? Cause I've seen some complaints no, where it, the deaths were not gory, but I'm like, the version I saw was gory as fuck. So I'm thinking I maybe saw really? the direct, I saw the zombie cut. Well, and we can discuss. How long was yours? I thought they were pretty. They were pretty. One forty-three. Okay, yeah, saw same one. I honestly, I thought he cut away from a lot of the gore, which I thought was unusual, and I didn't know that there was two different cuts going in. And that's one of my major like flaws with this film is the editing, which if he did that to get an R rating, that's one thing. And so, like, I. I want to see the zombie cut, as he calls it. I want to see the unedited version because I feel like my biggest complaint about the film could be fixed that way. Okay. Well, you know what? As we discuss it, we can discuss the deaths and see if we've yeah. seen the same thing. Because I don't know. I thought some of the deaths were pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. So. Oh yeah, I think they get more as they go on, yeah. but what will you kind of hit them as we go? So yeah. we get another film with this white text on black background, yeah. which is funny because you I hear like or read things about like um film school professors always bitching to their students about don't put white text on black background. Like 
that's just don't do that. Like that's so overdone. Yet we see it in all but two, I think, of his films, which I think is interesting. But it, well, it means nothing. It doesn't have any uh, bearing on whether I like the film or not. It's just something I've been pointing out, so I wanted to point it out again. Yeah, yeah I, I, but I think I, like, I think I, I realize with this film here that Zombie it keeps using the same five six tricks in his bag over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. you know, as much oh, yeah. as you want to like the guy, his mm-hmm. films are getting shittier and shittier. Like he used the same tricks in this film as did in his previous films. I'm like, I think he's exhausted. Like now that he has to crowdfund his movies, I'm like, dude, maybe you should take a break. See, I, uh, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I don't want to jump to the my like concluding thoughts, okay, but well, you then, bring it up, and we'll, so we'll... I do want to touch on okay. it. But I just, I feel like this is, I feel like the Lords of Salem is a significantly better film than this. Mm-hmm. Because of multi, because of a lot of different reasons, um, I was. Actually, but I guess we'll talk more as well, we go on. Well, now that we bring that up, uh, not just the editing, but the way this one was shot, yeah, really pissed me off. Uh, because Lords of Salem was so it gorgeous to look at. It was yes. gorgeous cinematography, really well done. They didn't do a lot of ridiculous camera shaking, and I thought we were going to get that with this one, especially with the opening sequence. And then as soon as we actually get in the movie, the camera's bouncing all over the fucking place, and I have no idea mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on. And I'm just like, really? It's like you had something really good with Lords of Salem, and you just pitched it out the window to go back to where you yeah. started. It just, ugh. Yeah, I thought the opening was probably the best segment in the film. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. The monologue oh my with God. Head. I, I, God, I, I thought he was so good. The dialogue was so fucking amazing. And he is excellent in that. Yes. If they needed to recast Joker, they could get him to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I, he was the best part of that whole movie was Doomhead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, some people think he, he he's the best and the only good part. I, I, I like some other elements in the film, but I think he's the strongest part. And mm-hmm. it being yes. shot in black and white, I think this film would have yeah. been better in black and white. I yeah, really do. Yeah. I agree. I, that's what I was thinking as it started. I was like, oh, black and white. I wonder if that's they're going to keep this. And then as it went out, I was like, oh, no, if they didn't. But it would have been a really cool choice if they did. Like, it really seems they blew the they're- whole million dollars in the first five minutes of the film because it looks fantastic. <laughs> and then they're just using catering money for the remaining, you know, like 90 minutes of it. Yeah. There's only one shot in this that I would call memorable in terms of the cinematography. And it was when the group, I think it was they were at the, they went to the dinner table and it was like, yeah. um, there was trees around and it was kind of like a purple background with the, the backlighting. So they were kind of in shadow. That was to me the only shot in the film that's worth talking about from a cinema, well, you know, from the cinematography well, side. I really like the other one I would keep in, in the, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mark. I really like the sex scene in the uh, camper between uh, <laughs> Levon Le- and uh, <laughs> the other girl. I thought that was a yeah. romantic, touching moment. And then, of course, uh, I laughed. Jeff Daniel right. Phillips said they go and ruin it. You know, Roscoe. <laughs> Roscoe. Uh, and what were you saying, Ash? Oh, uh, I would give you the other the other memorable shot is when Doomhead's walking down the hallway, either walking oh. towards or walking away from the camera. You're right. That, yep, that was just awesome because it's just- he really reminded me of like the Slender Man, like images I've seen of the Slender Man, which I thought was really cool. Well, I was watching this with uh, my buddy uh, Eddie Spaghetti, and uh, I guess at the end when he's all dressed up, did you guys get a Nosferatu feel to him? 
like when he was uh, doing his final segments. You know, he was dressed up all like Victorian like. Oh. I, 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 I didn't connect. I, I thought it was but... more Jack the Ripper myself, but he had a connection okay. with Osferatu. I'm just curious. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, I nothing really came to mind, honestly, but uh, I can definitely see that, and it's something that if I watch it again, I would definitely look for. But no, I I did I got a. I got a kind of like a Jack the Ripper vibe from his outfit at first, which I wasn't expecting because the first time we see him, he's not wearing a shirt. So yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. how he would just run around as. But he's kind of he very much had this Jack the Ripper feel to him, uh, which fits his character because he's smart as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, just just from a philosophical standpoint, you know, and it, just all the stuff he remembers, even uh, in the way he applies it. It, but yeah, I, I I would I could see a kind of a Victorian look to him, especially with um, the higher ups wearing the big wigs and stuff too. Yeah, I kept calling them the upper crust because <laughs> there was a CD back in college, um, and it was called the Lords, <laughs> the Lords of the Upper Crust. Of Salem? No, the Lords of the Upper Crust, or some stupid thing. And they had one song called Beauty Mark. And it's funny how uh, Mark McDowell had a beauty mark colored on his face. <laughs> and the whole song was how beautiful they were because of the beauty mark. And it's like, mm. I feel so beautiful tonight. And then the whole song was beauty mark. <laughs> it's a fantastic song, but it's a horrible band. <laughs> and their gimmick was like on the cover of the CD, they're all dressed up like the upper crust. So during oh, the whole like, time I was watching the movie, I watched the movie twice, I kept referring to them as the upper crust because mm-hmm. you know, that's how they portray themselves at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I found funny how, you know, Zombie seems to have his own little, like, entourage or troupe of actors that he keeps using over again. Like, right. Like said, the uh, Richard Brake was used, and he was, like, last mm-hmm. seen in Halloween 2 as one of the right. paramedics or the, uh, I guess, the uh, morgue. Uh, the, the coroner. The coroners, that's it. The, the coroners are driving yep. the, Michael Myers to the uh, to the morgue, I guess, uh, after uh, his uh, killing. Um and then even the priest, that's uh, Daniel Roebuck. And he was the uh, yeah. tea bar uh, owner in uh, – Yeah, I love him. And uh, I forget what he was in Lords of Salem, if he was anything. But I know him most as – remember when Johnny Carson was stepping down from The Tonight Show? And then mm, it was like Jay well, Leno no, but... versus uh, David Letterman to see who was going to take over the, the desk. Well, HB. I remember my parents talking about that. I'm just <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm dating myself a bit. Uh, but HBO yeah. did a did a TV like an HBO film and about you know who's going to take over the desk. And I remember Daniel Roebuck, he played Jay Leno, and he played a really good Jay Leno. Oh, so every okay. time I see him, I know he's been in tons of stuff, you know. But yeah. I keep thinking of him as uh, Jay Leno from that uh, <laughs> from that HBO film. That's but funny. as we go through, you know, the cast and uh, characters in this film, you know, uh, Zombie keeps using, like, keeps hiring the same people over and over again. Uh, right. Yeah. Meg Foster's back in clothes this time. Yeah, but still creepy, though. Still creepy. You thought she was creepy? Yes. Yes. And you know why? It's because no? she has that one segment at the gas station with the two girls oh. where, she, where I don't want to ever hear her Weird. do this again. But I think it's like and she goes sucky, 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 fucky, fucky, yeah. fucky, juicy, 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 money, money, money. And she's Ugh. grinding her hips. And yeah. I'm like, I'd rather see nude Mick Foster chanting, you know, satanic verses than see her <laughs> that fully clothed. 
Oh man, yeah, it creeped me out. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe I'm <laughs> aging or ageizing here, if that's a, a, a term, you know. But it is now. It is now ageizing. How do you spell that? A <laughs> J then zing hyphen zing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was creepy as fuck. I mean, that made me uncomfortable. I don't know why. It just did. <laughs> I'm like, Grandma, Ma, don't do that. You know, right. And then oh, just man. know that you saw her naked previously in Lords of Salem. So I'm like, mm-hmm. see, like who? What? Meh. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Did out. they did they like age her for this no. a little bit, or did they, or what? Because like I went out and looked for photos of her. Yeah. And there's like recent, more recent photos where she's not necessarily wearing a lot of makeup, but she doesn't look nearly as Weathered. aged. Weathered, yeah, weathered yeah. would be good. Yes, I, I don't think so. I thought she looked the same in Lords of Salem, just different haircut. You know, maybe less dirty. Okay. Well, maybe maybe it's just the cameras and the lighting that they're using on her. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, she, she did look weathered. Uh, you know, she's been on the road for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's teaching young girls the act of the carny. You know, um, yeah, I, I I think you know she's she's one of the few actresses that did not go the whole plastic surgery route, and good. You know, because I find, you know, those that do kind of all look the same now, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, herself and like Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, they're like no to, to, to plastic surgery. Um, hmm. And in her case, you know, she, I think she lived in, in California, so she had a lot of sun. So she's got a little bit of sun damage, you know? Right. I, I think that's the character. It just, it, just it, it, it seemed, I don't know. It, it, it's like, okay, I know who she is. And it's just like, I looked it up. And I was like, yeah, it is her. But the lighting, uh, you know, I don't know. The thing is, when I see her, I still see Evil Lynn from Masters of the Universe, and <laughs> I don't think Evil Lynn. They would live. Use, and, I remember and they live they too. Live. You know, yep. and I just don't think they would actually do the whole fucky fucky sucky sucky thing. And you know, <laughs> Evil Lynn fly. doing that with Skeletor <laughs> is actually quite funny. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I, I, the sequence bugged me only because I didn't get why the hell it was in there, and then I was like, oh wait. It's a Rob Zombie movie. Exactly. Of course it's in there. Yeah. Again, people, they tend to talk, you know, uh, a little uh, a little more raunchier in zombie films. Again, mm-hmm. for no purpose. There's no purpose for that. Well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. See, like, the whole – this is going to sound contradictory, mm-hmm. but one of my problems with film is that I don't get – I don't know these five people. And I don't give a shit about them at all, this group of people. Yeah. And two – but on the same – in the same breath – I thought this opening scene was like with meeting them was just such a waste of fucking time. Like I didn't learn anything about them. No. I don't care about them. And then all of a sudden it's just boom, instantly they're taken for God knows what fucking reason. Like I just, I don't know. If you're going to spend that 10 minutes with them, give me something worthwhile. Otherwise, just fucking forget. If you're going to just throw them in there, just throw them in there. Go whole hog. Don't half-ass it, which I feel like is what happened here. At the same time, what are they? Are they a a roadshow sideshow band? Are they a music band? Are they carnies that are not traveling with the carnival? I, I I'm not sure exactly they, what they are. Supposed to be like maintenance people that have an act at the carnival or the, the like the rides. Like he fixes one of the guys was talking about fixing the rides. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they're the maintenance people. But why aren't they oh. traveling with the carnival then? Don't they all travel together like in one big pack? That's what I thought. But I've seen I've seen them on the road here where they're split up over you know, 20, 25 miles driving along because the vehicles move at different rates. But if they're part of a bigger unit, then why isn't anybody looking for them? 
I don't know. Right. It just I just wasn't sure exactly what their shtick was. If they were carnies yeah, or if they were know. if they're a rock band with like a with like a sideshow yeah. type of thing on the side, you know? Um Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. I just it was and I think if if you're wasting this ten minutes, like that's something I should know. Yeah. At the end of it. Yeah. And again, because then I might, you know, they're like a southern, you know, bunch of folks that, you know, they're very raunchy, which she said with with each other, yeah. like every other film. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's again, and you still have um, what's his name, uh, um, Jeff Daniel Phillips, who plays Roscoe, who yeah. now instead of looking like a Rob Zombie lookalike, I found he mm-hmm. looked a lot like Sid Haig in this one. Again, you know, right? With with the tooth, and then with the handlebar into the into the sideburns. I thought he looked like a younger Sid Haig. Which is interesting because I thought the big guy in the driver's seat sounded exactly like Sid Haig. His voice. I was like, is that? No. Yeah. It was. I don't think he was in this movie at startling. all. Unless he. No, he wasn't. A, at all. Yeah, he mm. wasn't. Eh? Um, but I thought his, I thought his name came up in the opening credits though. That's what I didn't understand. Maybe it didn't. Just the clown face showed up. And so I, I don't, connected yeah, it. I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, remember seeing him. And I'm looking really quickly at yeah. the cast here and now uh, he's not in it at all. He, I, I checked that too. No, I was yeah, like, I thought maybe I missed him. But so like the first time where I wrote down about the editing and I thought this whole thing was just so poorly shot was when the group gets taken it the the editing was much too frantic yeah. so much so that i couldn't understand what was going on and that's just, that's just that's poorly shot like you can't do that it's poorly shot poorly edited uh it just it came out of nowhere it seemed there just i just ugh i don't know i almost if because the opening setup was so poor mm-hmm. i almost wanted this to just be the beginning of them just being in a room because i would have gotten the same exact you know, lack of information about them as I did wasting 10 minutes driving around with them. Yeah. Me was like a, okay, whatever, you know, put them in yeah. whatever they have to be put in. But I just found mm-hmm. that scene, it just very reminiscent to House of a Thousand Corpses with the same scarecrows, you know, when they're trying to get through the gate when they're leaving the house. Oh. I thought yeah. this was, you know, oh, again, yeah. they weren't the scarecrow in this one, you know, they were just a bunch of right. people. Um, but to me, it felt very similar uh, to a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like it was you like, said, one trick pony. It, yeah, and I think that's going to be the um, the well, underlying or rather uh, the same bag theme. Of tricks, like, see, I I love Malcolm McDowell. I loved him in the Halloween series. I wrote down when he came in. I was like, oh, I love Malcolm McDowell. Here we go. Man, I thought he was just underutilized. There was ah nothing that I could point to to be like ah. There's Malcolm McDowell, you know, being an excellent actor, taking me somewhere else. It just it never happened. Because his character that he was playing, along with those other two, mm-hmm. I just ah, I what's the fucking point? And that's what I'm asking throughout this entire film. It's like give me something. Yeah, it's so, it's just so. Ah. And, and that's the, the word thing. that kept. Go ahead. With, with these characters, so they're doing kind of like a Running Man, Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, exactly what I thought when I was watching it. I'm like, so this is a horror version of the Running Man. Yeah. And Only they're not getting anything out of it. <laughs> and, and they're giving odds. I'm like, one, yeah. who's betting? Right. Two, how are you watching this? This is 1979, you know, so there's no fucking video cameras. So how are they getting updates on what's going on? In, in, oh, in man, the I didn't even connect that. But that's yeah, a, that, I thought about it. Point. But the only thing I could, the only thing I could think of is maybe uh, they had something off screen. But the only other thing possible was maybe it's supernatural and 
you know, they can just kind of watch. Well, they, they did have that pentagram table, which obviously there's been, there was no, like, there was no satanic vibes to this whatsoever. It just seemed like rich right. people betting, but with like yeah. you know, voodoo coins or some stupid shit. Rocks. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know what. So the they're there. betting each other, but nobody else is betting. Like, at least in Running Man, you know, pe- the public is betting against these people or with these people. For this, it's like, if we skip to the end, it's like, I bet five million. Well, I bet 10 million. Well, right. So, who, okay. okay, so who's the house? Because, you know, you have, like, it, so what are you betting? First of all, you're like, I'm betting five million. I'm betting 10 million. On what? What are they betting on? On, on, Doomsday, exactly. on Doomshead killing these guys? So, right. If, if they lose, then who gets the money? Because who's the house? It just, yeah. that, to me, that bugged and, me to no end. And that's what bugged me about the end of it. If they're betting on Doomhead killing them, why would they stop him when he's seconds away from killing her, even though the quote unquote timer's up? But like, who, what? I, it just, just doesn't make fucking sense. I don't get and it. Why would you bet 10 mil? Like, why would you go over the top five mil? Like, for what? What's right. your game? Are you playing poker? I just, oh, <sighs> it just, this made no sense. So, like, when yeah. during the whole course of the movie, every, every time somebody dies, they give new odds. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck about the odds <laughs> because know. you're announcing it to two other people in the room with you and the naked girls with yeah. shaved vaginas. That's it. Yes. You know, yeah. you vaginas. Um, so <laughs> I, I just, I just didn't get that. Like if, if they were like broadcasting this to a, another group of aristocrats, mm-hmm. that may would make more sense, but there was no allusion to that whatsoever. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. If that's happening, let us know in some way, shape or form that it's happening. Yeah. So it it just that that just it was a a a thread of the film that just kind of got lost i think i mean yeah. lack of lack of money you know <laughs> i don't know but he went to uh he went to the fundraiser well twice really the first time he raised money and then uh, he went to it again stating the reason he went to it was because he was getting a lot of fans saying they wanted to contribute so he went back to the well again and so i mean uh, i didn't i don't know and the guys been a you know famous rock star for decades he's uh, filming i mean he's got money <laughs> like uh, i don't know i found this film was very phoned in it yeah. really felt phoned in and uh it's like you're out of cash he had a very small budget for lord of salem and lord of salem mm-hmm. looked fantastic right i, I yes. found the sets for this movie it reminded me of season three of the walking dead when in the prison <laughs> yeah exactly the first thing like, came to mind was like are they in the same prison as walking dead season three <laughs> it's just like how how is your first film that has almost no money yeah. like i love that house that they've created how is that more interesting than this film well how did and it's uh, just how do you go from lords of salem to this i just it doesn't connect for me yeah. well house of a thousand corpses though was filmed on the universe a lot because you know oh, okay originally going to distribute so that's why it looks better than it does because they already had the structures there right right so you know all his films looked good you know, minus the mm-hmm. cartoon because it's a cartoon. But this one, yeah. I just thought it it didn't. And again, with with the the different clowns and the makeup, they should have been shot in black and white. It would have probably hidden a lot of the production uh, full pause. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this is around the point where I wrote like random Nazi shit everywhere, random gruesome images, random dead people. It just feels like he just tosses the things that he likes to put in his movies into a blender. Yeah. And then spewed it out on film. And it's just, I didn't understand the point of any of it. One thing that I think he missed out on, a really fun opportunity, Mm -hmm. the scene where they're gassing up and they're talking to the gas station attendant. Yeah. And again, it being a Rob Zombie film, he's being super crude. 
You know, it's like, it's, it's right. a cocksucking gas station, isn't it? Like, oh, really? Nobody's, mm-hmm. nobody would say that to a potential client. <laughs> I'm like, dude, your yeah. customer service is subpar. <laughs> it's sub- Can I, I take a survey? Because it's subpar. Yeah, it's not good. Like, he called them cunts. I'm like, really? Would you call yeah. a potential client a cunt? No. Unless you're in Quebec. Right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so then there's a scene which makes no notes. sense where Sharon Moon Zombie was, hit, was, was flirting hard with the gas <laughs> attendant. Yeah. And he's talking about how there's a mattress out back. And I'm like, ugh, I can only imagine the blood stains on it. Anyways. Um, mm. So you know how she like kind of grabbed them and then like, was mm-hmm. hopping, you know? Yeah. He, I think a missed opportunity because if they are carny folk, then you would have, you know, like the bearded lady and different like side shows and whatnot. Yeah. She should have been a transsexual, a pre-op <laughs> transsexual where he would then go into her pants and grab yeah. her dick. And then he would have freaked out, <laughs> you motherfucking cocksucking them. I ain't no blah, 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 you know? That right. would have been hilarious. Wait, which one are you talking about? <laughs> the gas station scene where, you know, Sherry Zombie's flirting with the gas attendant. Okay. And I think I... it would have been hilarious because she kind of grabbed him <laughs> by the crotch. If he would have grabbed her by the crotch, but then she actually had a dick. Because, again, <laughs> circus performer, you know, 70s. I right. think it would have been funny because how many, you know, pre-op transsexuals w- would there be in that time, you know? Um, right. And it being, you know, a, a, a circus thing, it would make more sense, you know, for like sexuals. Oh, look at the man lady, lady you know, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would have been very funny and that was a missed opportunity to have have that put in. Um, nah. At least I thought so. Uh, no. You don't think so? I, I think because no. he would have freaked, he would have flipped his lid. That, yeah. No, I think it'd because, be funny. because I think that whole that whole section of humanity gets shit on enough. They don't need to be shit on a Rob Zombie movie on top of everything else. I don't think it'd be shit on because she's the one that's in power because she knows, you know, how she is and she's freaking him out. And again, it's uh, like nineteen seventy nine. This is not like two thousand sixteen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought that would have been a funny segment. Yeah. Hmm. No. That doesn't work for me. I'll teach your nope. own. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you were talking about some of the deaths here. So, um, was it the sick head? He's about to, I have the numbers. I didn't have the characters, but number four, yeah. um, when he's about to kill him, Rob Zomp, like he cuts away yes. when he's about to kill. I'm like, what, what, why? This is, why is, why do that? I actually, I yelled an off screen murder. Seriously. Like I was actually I quite surprised by that. What? Yeah. But the thing but is, it's not like he's, not dead he's like trying to turn over a new leaf with like do something with it because he shows other murders on screen it's just like uh, did you i i I don't know well why not what bugged me more than that is that we have a little person Mm -hmm. who's dressed up as a nazi clown as an adolf hitler nazi clown and then only speaks spanish i know what you know? Yeah. He did speak English a few times. A so clearly he speaks English. But, but I don't know why he was speaking why Spanish. Why was he speaking Spanish? Like, why make him a Nazi right. if he's going to just speak Spanish? Make him a little Yeah, exactly. Or, or make him speak German, you know? But mm-hmm. a, 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 a Nazi fanatic, but a little little person, you know, Spanish Nazi? I, I just didn't get the character. Right. I, that's like Nazi just put like just put a swastika. You know, to make your film all like, you know, uh, oh, look, yeah. there's there's Nazi imagery in this. It's like, mm-hmm. there was no point in that. I thought that was just a wasted character. I didn't like that character mm-hmm. at all. Nope, I agree with you. The um, And then you get his death, which I frankly, 
I don't really remember it, but I wrote down that at least you actually get to see something, which is good. But I frankly don't remember it at this but point. But yeah, uh, Shermoon Zombie stabs the hell out of his swastika. Oh, right. Yeah. Which, again, I thought that was pretty gory, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Sure, so we leave on. We, you know, they cut, uh, you know, to him getting, gonna get killed. And then, well, yeah. he doesn't die because he still, like, dies in the arms of his buddy, which I think right. tells him before he dies that they're actually brothers, that their mom cheated or something. I, I wasn't too sure about that. Was that what you got? I That's just got a brother from another mother. See, like, I, I'm like, I, I don't know. I think he just confessed, like, yeah, I'm actually your, your legit brother. That's what hmm. I got out of it. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, no, Sherman Zombie, like, just stabs the hell out of uh, the Nazi. And then uh, we get to us together. Everybody together, and then you know the next segment starts, which I have yeah. an issue with as well because he dies. Yeah, and then we go straight to them walking towards the table where there's all the food, with no passage of time shown or, or implied or anything. None. How in the fuck is that body in the table? Well, like it just yeah. How, how well, is there food on the table? Like, is it supposed to like, be his ribs? When do they have the chance well, to first of all drag the body away? cook right. it or cook parts of yep. it prep it and then have that i think he was just in the table i don't think the the meat was him because it, it makes no sense like like just like time wise it makes no sense the whole yeah the whole thing makes no sense to me like i just yeah show do some passage of time give me new odds do something to show that it's been more than 60 seconds yeah. since he was dead he's died you know what i mean yeah like, like, there's no way. Just, uh, I, I just again, I think it's a budget problem. But there's no way yeah. to properly show a passage of time from one scene to another. It's like one, he's dead in your arms. Next, you're eating him. No, right. That's yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Um. So the the next people we get are the I, I thought they were called the Schizo Head Brothers. Yeah, we've got. But I think Schizo and Psycho. Schizo. Psycho. Okay. I thought Bill Mosley had entered the film. Me too. Okay, yeah. thank God that I'm not an idiot. Okay. And then he said complaining <laughs> like, to, uh, yeah. to, to Eddie Spaghetti. I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Fucking, it's, uh, uh, it's oh, what was his name was? Uh, uh, Bill Mosley with another rant because it yep. sounded just like him. And it wasn't until the <laughs> end of the film where I'm like, oh, it wasn't him. I know, me too. Yeah, that was spot on. I, I'm surprised it wasn't Bill Mosley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Lou Temple. Last no, scene, so, so raping a girl in Mike Myers' cell in Halloween 2. Oh, no shit. That, You're that's right. Him. That's who that was. That's him, yeah. Um, wow. And I had no clue who uh, Schizohead was. I'm like, the beard doesn't make – like, I just – I couldn't yeah, think of it. It's uh, a guy called uh, David uh, Uri, U-R-Y. And um, okay. if I looked at his, uh, at his um, biography on IMDb – Really, nothing that catches my eye, like uh, movie wise yeah. or anything. So, I think he's a stand comedian. But uh, as for like oh. genre films, uh, it's mostly TV. He did some episodes of like Breaking Bad. Like, I don't really know him. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, I- yeah, no, that was an interesting. Uh, that was an interesting duo. Yeah, definitely. I like the uh, the painting. It had like the woman's legs on the wall leading to like her private area at the door as the door. Yes, I, I just it was with wet kitty over. It was so ridiculous, but it fit into this stupid world that was created. I thought that was a good moment. As crude as that was, I totally take yeah. a selfie in front of that door. I'm like, hey, look at me! <laughs> I'm walking into the vagina. Oh man. Um. 
and this is a, a moment where I had to where I, excuse me where I wrote down that it just feels like there are scenes missing that would tie this this together better, and it's just so frustrating to watch. Like when they found the girl in the room, yeah. it was just so chaotic, and I didn't understand what was happening, and it just it felt too fast, too rushed. Oh, do you mean it the, felt like something was missing? You mean the fuck bag? Yes. Yeah. Again, crude. Oh yeah, that's our fuck bag. Ugh. So God gross. Almighty. And obviously, you know that's the the priest's wife from uh, from the opening segment. Oh, right, right. right. So, yeah, I didn't connect that, into, but you're absolutely oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, now I had issues with the fight scene with the two oh, brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got the two brothers. They're each fighting two of the uh, remaining. Um, I guess, you know, carnies, let's just call them, right? So it's two yeah. on one. And like, the, there's one guy that, you know, he keeps facing one of the people and then keeps switching to back and forth. I'm like, if you're being faced by him with the chainsaw, your partner should hit him in the back. It's like mm-hmm. the people, the, the characters are freezing during the fight scene and it's always one at a time. I'm like, no, it's two on one. If one's attacking yeah. the other, then the other person's free to attack that person you know so i found that really frustrating like uh you had um uh, you had panda and i think it was uh panda and meg foster's character so he's he's got this pipe and i think it's uh schizo head that's grinding the uh the chainsaw against his pipe so you see the sparks well meg foster isn't doing anything she's just standing there like this guy has got, you know, he's inches away from a chainsaw to the face, and your your friend is not attacking the other guy. To me, that just <laughs> upset me. I'm like, attack him! It's two on one. Yeah, you know, sure he's got a chainsaw, but it's two on one. That bugged me. I agree. I did that. I thought that fight scene was was very poorly done. Uh, and it, the other thing that bugged me is the the quick cutting again. Yeah. Like. I couldn't, there was no story being told with that fight, which I think is just terrible. Um, I, I thought the beheading was really cool mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty gruesome. Um, and then, but like, even when, um, the one character fell onto the yeah. chainsaw and they were like kind of pushing him through, I didn't think that was very gory compared to what we would normally expect from a Rod Z- Rob Zombie film. Well, he he was like belly to the, to the chainsaw and there's kind of a lot of blood just flying from it. I don't know. I, I thought it was yeah. ample. I thought it lasted too long. Like, how long are you going to last with a chainsaw to the belly? Probably not that long. Right, right. He's a clown. They probably have superpowers. (laughs) Um, The what did you what did you guys think of uh, Sherry Moon Zombie in this one? I liked her. Her acting's improved greatly. Um, I don't know. She was just kind of there. They didn't give her a whole lot to work with, really. I yeah, see, I I thought she took a step backwards from Lords of Salem. I thought she was kind of doing that forced thing again that she did previously that I thought she lost in the last film. See, and she just she bugged me in this one more than the other films that she's done. I liked in this one because one, she's not playing a baby voice, and two, mm-hmm. now she's the prey and she's not a predator. In all her other films, apart from well, Lords of Salem, I I don't find it as a like that's more of a. A dark satanic film. This is just a mm-hmm. grindhouse, you know, horror movie. In her other films, she is always the one chasing, you know, the innocent. And this one, she yeah. is the innocent. Um, so I kind of liked her in a role where she's on the defensive this time and doesn't have the upper hand. 
Yeah, it, she definitely it, wasn't in charge, that's for sure. No. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's a different role for her, which I kind of liked. If she was playing another, you know, psycho, um, we've seen her do that en- en- enough, you know. Um, so her being, you know, the foot on the other shoe, I kind of enjoyed it. I had no problems with her in this movie. I was annoyed that she was like the last survivor just because I found that so expected. Yeah, it didn't surprise me at all. And that just – I like – like I wrote down, surprise me, Rob Zombie, please. <laughs> like, it's just disappointing. So we, sex and death are our next, uh, our next pair. And so the the woman at the gas station is explained, which was just a weird scene. I've uncomfortable. I don't know, but it's like at the same time so bloody obvious because she kept asking about hunting. So she was trying to figure out if they had guns. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I, it's just so obvious and. Blah. Well, see, that's – so the, the actress plays uh, sex. That's Elizabeth Daly. And she was one okay. of the – she was the main hooker uh, in uh, Devil's Rejects. She was Charlie's, I guess, woman, right? Um, oh, yeah. you're right. And she also plays a lot of uh, characters on the TV show Rugrats. So she's more of a voiceover actress. Oh, that's that one. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so she's playing this role and she, I think she looked really good. She's 55. And uh, I'm yeah, not surprised by that. I thought, totally. I thought she was, I, I don't know. I, I like, honestly, I'm not surprised by that. I thought she looked. I dug the baby doll aged. thing. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, she's a uh, Rob Zombie, uh, Harley Quinn, really. You know, that's what it was. <laughs> but I thought her scene when she's kill or when she's attacking uh, Roscoe with the strobe light. Mm-hmm. With the strobe I, and the facial impression she was making, I thought that was so creepy. I hated that scene. Really? I, I it liked it and I hated it. I liked it, it because me. it was slightly different than what he's done with that. And it was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to watch. But at the same time, the strobe was giving me a headache. Yeah, that was the problem. Just like the effect, the like physical effect it was having on me. I was like, oh okay. my God, stop with this fucking strobe. See, I thought just but. between with her, with her cutie pie voice. And just mm-hmm. the way, like, her, with her eyes and how she was emoting, I thought it looked, like, sexy and scary at the same time, you know? Hmm. Um, I did not get the same... Really? The same vibe. Okay. But, you know, and then hey, that's... her partner, Deathhead, which yeah. I totally expected him to be wearing a sombrero uh, just because <laughs> he was speaking German the whole time. <laughs> So I'm thinking, <laughs> if the little guy is going to be in Nazi propaganda and talks Mexican, <laughs> then this big, tall German should be speaking Spanish, right? All right. Uh, but if you don't realize, uh, so his uh, name is uh, Torsten Vogts. He was the tall nihilist in The Big Lebowski. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, right? Cool. And uh, if you've wow. seen Funny People, that Adam Sandler movie about uh, cancer – he plays. I've not seen. Ah, that. it's actually not bad. Um, he plays the doctor with no sense of humor. So that's okay. the two times. Like that's the two things I knew from right away from. Um, yeah. Played other things, and he's done a lot of voiceover work as well for video games and whatnot. But uh, hmm. yeah, he's the tall nihilist from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> now, why is he wearing a tutu? I'm not sure. Why is he all scarred oh, up? I'm not sure. I'd like to know why. Right. But we just never get no. those questions answered. Yeah. No questions are answered here. None. This is 31, damn it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that I thought these two deaths were good. I thought they were pretty gruesome, pretty gory yeah. compared to what we'd seen previously. Well, how does Deathhead die again? Is it is it uh, his head chopped off? 
I don't know. I don't remember. I, remember. I just wrote down that I liked I just him, know so that like, like six, head, <laughs> six Head gets her throat slit. I just can't recall how Death Head died. Do you remember Ash? I can't. I Which one was Death Head? The tall German. The real tall in, guy. In the tutu? Oh, um, he gets... Uh, oh, with it, his own bat, right? Yeah. Spike to the head or yeah, whatever? It, she ah. gets, uh, Meg Foster gets him with the bat in the back of the leg, and while he's down pleading for yeah. the life of sex head, uh, yep. he gets his face with in. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I think he made a cute couple. Even with the homeless <laughs> My wife hated the death name. There's <laughs> the just... head names, rather. Head, yeah. It's like, what? I don't... Why? Why? Again, no explanation, but, you know, we, we don't yeah, ask right. for explanation when it's the upper crest. You respect the upper crest. True. True. Fuck the upper So crest. another scene that I thought was <laughs> sim- simply there for vulgarity's sake yeah. was the sex scene with Doomhead. Yeah! It's like, what? Okay. Why did we... Why I don't, did we need I, to I see I don't want to be too personal with you guys, but if that's how mm-hmm. people normally have sex, then I'm doing it wrong. Because that was very violent and over the top, and that's not what you. That's not how you do that. Not not not, not so so violently, I guess. <laughs> but I'm like, damn, he, oh, he he's he's giving it his all, you know. <laughs> Good for him. Well, he showed that he didn't give a shit about her. No, and again, uh, zombie casting Ginger Lynn. You know that was Ginger Lynn from. Uh, from Devil's Rejects, she's the one that uh, Sid Haig has sex with in his dream. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, remember the dream where he's having sex with a girl and she yeah. pulls the gun on him. Then he wakes up and he's, I remember and he's that with person. the other girl. Well, that's, that's yeah. Ginger Lynn, the former porn star, and now she's in again uh, having sex with Doom with Doomshead. I remember her being a lot um, different looking. That's weird. Yeah, I did not connect that at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I knew huh. uh, right away. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she's had a, you know, it's been a few years since the last film, so she's changed a yeah. bit. But uh, yeah, same actress. That's uh, Ginger Lynn. Well, good for her. Yeah, I didn't know she was a porn star. I didn't realize that the first time. Oh yes, very I famous eighties porn star. Very famous. Huh. Um, I need to, I need to catch up on my eighties porn. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. Oh, it's really good. It's really good stuff. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the eighties pornography. Right. <laughs> um, I so now okay. So she's having sex with Doomset, right? Not yeah. knowing that Doomset is actually Doomset. Like he's just, she's just a guy that you know that got together with her. I think so, yeah. Where do they meet? Like, how does she want to be like, yeah, I want to fuck him? Like, is right. he so crude that turns her on? Because when he when he gets a phone call and has to leave, he is fucking crude to her. Like, talking about her dripping twat, you know? Yep. Like, hit the, like, ugh, whatever, you know? Um, so, like, <laughs> there are, is this a Tinder date, you think? <laughs> you think that Doomset? It's the 70s, it can't be. You think that Doomset super liked her? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, oh uh, man, where do they meet? Like, are they you know right. a CD bar, and he takes her back? Like, how is she you know excited to get to his like? She actually wants to take a shower <laughs> in, his, in his bathroom. I can only imagine how grotty right. his bathroom is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, weird. Apparently, he gives good dick. Right. Exactly. Um, so we get another Rob Zombie staple with the um, California Dreamin'. Yes. Song before they're kind of, you know, about to meet. I guess their next guy is Doomshead. Yeah. And so. I have to admit, I really dug the whole preparation of Doomshead 
from whatever the character is oh. or who the person is to that character. The way he's got Absolutely. his shades on and he's got his like mm-hmm. whatever clown posse and he's walking down in his other jacket. I'm like, yeah, that looks really cool. And then yeah. just the way he gets psyched up for the role, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the metamorphosis yeah. from, you know, crazy white guy to crazy clown, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I thought that was awesome. The, I'm not crazy. I'm in control. Yeah, that's Have, cool. Yeah. Do you know those lines, Mark? The can you can you repeat those lines? Which ones? The, I what was it? I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm. Oh, in, I don't know. I don't have the liner yeah. notes. You don't. You don't know those ones. Okay. I, I just know he's very intense. But it got him into, yeah. the, into his his modes. Whatever you got to do to cope, man. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Whatever whatever gets you ready for whatever it is that you're about to do. Yeah. Whatever psychs you up. Yeah. You know, you know I, I thought he was a little, a little over the top, you know, for my taste. Um, but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, hey, yeah. whatever you need to do to do what you need to do. That's you right. You got to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. Life is a hustle. You got to play the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, for me, Doomhead is uh, by far like the standout, standout performance. The character is the most interesting. Uh, the dialogue that he's given is the best dialogue that anyone's given in the film. Um, it's the most memorable dialogue in the film. Uh, I think when he gets in is is really cool. But I'm glad they didn't give this role to uh, Mosley because yeah. we've seen it. Break yep. is a guy that uh, you've seen him before, but you don't know where. Like I <laughs> yeah, know him best exactly. from the movie Doom. Where he plays one of the Marines that's with oh, Rock, yeah. and he plays this the sleazy Marine. So it was like this seems to be in his wheelhouse because mm-hmm. he looks like the sleazy, like that grin. The other oh god, the grin. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's fucking mint. Like yeah, it is oh. perfect. You know, um, he he plays like he just looks like a bad guy. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's, he's very he's pleasant. In, uh, he's in Batman Begins. He's Joe Chill. Yes, that's Batman. right. That's correct. Oh, yeah. The guy who guns down Bruce Wayne's parents. And he, <laughs> You're right. And he was in Spy. He was in the Kingsman Secret Service. Like, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's never been, mm-hmm. like, spotlighted, you know? And this seems right, to yeah. be, like, you know, this is his film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it deserves it. Like, I dig the actor. Like, I, I just like the stuff he plays in. Um, yeah. And I'm glad he gets a break in this. I, I hope he gets more out of it because of this. I think he totally paid his – I would love to meet this guy at a convention. Like, I would want to have a conversation without – you know, like, obviously, no. he's not like the characters – well, maybe he is. But I I would assume <laughs> right. he doesn't, you know. But I think it would be so cool to have beers with and just talk about, you know, his roles. Like, he mm-hmm. kind of fascinates me a bit, you know. Uh, I think he'd be just super chill. Super Joe Chill. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think the, probably the best death for me, just because it was powerful and impactful, unlike virtually any of the other deaths, has to be Meg Foster's death. Mm-hmm. It was close. It was brutal. It wasn't filled with quick cuts every th- three tenths of a second. Oh, I mean, I wish that. more of the kills were as good as that one. And it, just the knives to the body. Yeah, and it's not just him stabbing her, but he stabs mm-hmm. her and cuts her open. Like he drags yep, exactly. it up and then to, before he pulls out, then he turns it and pulls out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he gives that little twist as well. Like it was – Right. That's why I thought maybe I saw the zombie cut because I'm like, that was pretty gruesome. 
Like it wasn't blood, mm-hmm. but you just saw the knife getting dragged across, like up and down her torso. You know, um, right? So to me, I thought I thought it was gory. Like I didn't know what else you guys want from like scenes like that. Like I thought that was shot well. Well, I thought that one was, but I feel that that's the exception to the rule yeah. in this film. But um, and another thing, you were talking about that that minor detail of that turning of the knife that I forgot to mention earlier in his in Doomshead first, um, his first like opening monologue. Mm-hmm. If you watch that, like he doesn't blink for a very long time, like. For almost the entirety of the monologue until like we finally realize he's talking to someone then he kind of looks down and blinks but he doesn't fucking blink and i think that added so much to it and just made it so much creepier and it's just fucking awesome i, I don't know if you noticed that at all but i i didn't notice the eyes but i did notice yeah. i think there's a, continu- a continuation problem in the opening segment he's got really dirty teeth and i think there's a cut yep. where his teeth are clean no, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I saw that too. Did? Okay, so it wasn't yep. just me then? Yeah. No, so yeah, I, I saw that. that. But yeah, he's he's so intense. You're kind of mesmerized by him. Right. You know? Yeah. So the, the ending here, we get the, like, she walks into this random house and sees the, the puppet show from the gas station. Mm-hmm. I, I, what what does that matter? Why? Like, and her reaction to it was like, like, oh my God. Like, I just, I did not get the point of it. Does that, what does it mean? Like, like, were they, Oh my God, I touched the, I touched the gas attendant's dick earlier. And this is how he (laughs) tasted. He didn't warn me, you know, after I gave him a jolly. Yeah. Um, again, it was like a, who cares? Like the whole town's in on it. Like who gives a fuck? Exactly. We didn't even see that. We just saw a single gas station. Yeah, they're trying to do a bit of a Hills Have Eyes remake to it. Like that's how, that's like the I thought the house mm-hmm. looked a lot like one of those radioactive houses from the nuclear blast zone from that from the remake. Um, yeah, it had a very Texas remake, Chainsaw though. feel to it. Like or, mm-hmm. the remake again. Um, hmm. Yeah, the revelation a revelation was like who cares when um, she's walking down the the street all bloody. I mean, she looked just like Marilyn Burns from uh, the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And uh, I did like the way the film ended. How you did? Okay, I did just because you know, like Doom's head. He was on the clock when he was killing her friends. Mm-hmm. Now that his job's done, now he's killing for pleasure. So <laughs> I think there's not much separating the man to the character in the film. Which I liked because, like, he had unfinished business, and now he's got a chance to finish it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I, I, that's probably the better take. I just feel like he was told by the rich people to just go finish the job, type of thing. See, but I, I don't think he did. I think this is totally on his own. Like, he came across her, he got lucky, and he's going to enjoy this on his own time, and not as you know something that he's got to do for money. He's doing this now for his own per- perverse pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I that also like the what I got oh, out of it too. Yeah. And I also like too. You saw the scene where you know Sharon Moon Zombie's character is like you know she's she's bunching up her fists. You know, like mm-hmm. she still got fight left in her. Even though right. She, she looks like she's almost finished. You know, she's still gonna she's gonna go down with a fight, even though she might not give much of a fight compared to him because mm-hmm. he's got his knives. Which that's something else I liked a lot of like dual knife play in this film. You had yeah. You had the, the Nazi with the dual knives, um, and then you had uh, Doom's head with his switchblade knives. I, I kind of dug that. It's different. Yeah. It's not something you hear much from a zombie film. Wow, that's different. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it, I like the uh, 
the use of dream on at the end. That's probably the the only thing I really cared to take out of the ending there. I, did I just too, because then ugh, it ends on a shitty note. Where, yeah, with the <laughs> yes, with the fucking the family thing. home videos. Like again, Wait, what? Why? I don't know. That's like his go to when he doesn't want to finish a film. He's gonna, go to, <laughs> he's gonna go to all oh, these are the people. Yeah, these were like yeah, the people you just saw die, but in a happier time. Just yeah, like devil's like, rejects. From them. I'm like, oh, are you serious, zombie? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that part. I could have done without that. Right. That's a crutch. So, Ash, what are your? I'm sorry. That's a crutch. Oh uh, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, but Ash, what are your uh, your final thoughts on 31 and your in your star rating here? I I'm with you, and I think it's a huge step back for him. It just it feels like he's out of ideas. While we had some good performances, especially with the dialogue you gave Doomhead, like if it would, if this had just been a short of like the opening sequence, I would have loved it absolutely. But I'm like, oh yeah. my god, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, I don't know. It just the blend didn't work, and there was just a lot of stuff that didn't work for me. Um, I don't know. I think it would have been a better film in just black and white. But I don't think it would have saved it for me. I think it would just have been a better presentation. Um, it needs work. Uh, I give it... I. It was okay. Some of it really sucked. Some of it was okay. Uh, I give it a two and a half. All right. And what about you, Mark? Um, I was expecting to really hate this film from just the backlash from the one late showings that uh, he had. I have mm-hmm. to admit, um, I didn't hate this movie as lot as much as other people hated the film. Um, I thought it was middle of the road zombie. Like if I had to look at his filmography, I'd probably stick this right in the middle. I liked it more than Thousand Corpses. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did. Um, I gave it a three out of five on Letterbox. I'd probably give this probably two and a half out of four on our rating. Um, I just think that he should maybe take a break. That he's recycling. Um, ideas. He's not original. This film was not original. You know, like I mentioned before, it was Running Man meets The Hunger Games, but unfleshed out. Like there's a lot of uh, plot gaps in this film. Um, it, it, you know, if he does come out with a director's cut of this on Blu-ray, I'll probably pick it up because again, I didn't hate it. Um, I just didn't like the uh, the uh, little Adolf. Um, and I didn't like the two Sego brothers very much, but I really enjoyed the death and sex, and I liked uh, I like Doomshead. Um, and then, honestly, I've got all the other zombie films, so I'll probably get this one just because. I'm probably right now right. to get it, but you know, um, I have everything else of his in some ways, or in some um, you know, like digital and uh, on the Blu-ray DVD. Um, so yeah, um, not his best, not his worst. I liked it enough that I watched it twice in 24 hours. Um, and, and I don't see I need to revisit it again. If I do, it's strong, pretty much on, uh, because of Blake. Pardon me, uh, because of break. Um, because I think it was awesome in his role. And I hope he gets the uh, credit that he's due for this because he, he kept this movie afloat himself. Um, but I, I really think if Zombie's going to go to the path now of asking crowdfunding, like if he's going to open a GoFundMe to get a film, Movie mm-hmm. probably isn't good enough because the movie uh, companies don't want to finance it. So Brian should stick to music for a bit. Um, he just seems mm-hmm. very uninspired. So, as we already mentioned, I mean, this is I 
surprisingly, a step back from Lords of Salem. I think this is really just a, a notch down in his directorial career. Um, he proved that he could be more mature with the Lords of Salem, but then he just seemed like he threw all of what he learned in that film right out the, the window to deliver something that had less meaning than even like House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no point to virtually anything in the film. So much of it just seemed tossed in for the sake of adding it, which... I, why did we even spend the first 10 minutes or so with this group if it's going to teach us nothing? Um, and then just taught their, this group is just tossed into the game, which is never explained in the slightest. Yeah. You know, who are the people running this? Why are they doing it? What is the fucking point? That's the question I just kept repeating over and over while watching this. What's the point? Um, I mean, this is the most disappointing effort because I know he's capable of so much more than just throw five people into a game and, and see if they survive. He's a better filmmaker than this. And it's a shame that 31 is is forgettable and trivial as it is. So I hope he takes another swing at directing because I'd hate for this, for his final filmmaking message to be so meaningless. Um, I'm giving 31 one and a half out of four stars. So, and honestly, I thought I'd like this film. I I heard all the negative reviews and I didn't give a shit. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to love this film. I expected to like the film. Yeah. And so I'm just so surprised that this is this was with the, the turnout. But yeah. So now the big question, now that we've we've wrapped up our Rob Zombie arc, mm-hmm. what is your ranking of these films? And uh, I had a couple, I had a bit to think about it because I knew I was going to ask the question. So I'll go first and let you guys think about it and then give me your final ranking. So um, obviously this is a seven film arc. So we have seven films to rank. So for me, at the top of the list, it has to be, actually, let me start at the bottom because I think that's the more obvious place to start. So for me, it has to be the bottom of the list. Number seven, The Haunted World of El Superbisto. The number six would have to be 31. Number five would be Lords of Salem. Number four would be House of a Thousand Corpses. That was the first film that got me into Rob Zombie and one of the main reasons I started loving that, you know, torture porn era. And so that one always holds a special place in my heart. Number three, the original Halloween. No, not the original, but Halloween one, I guess, of Rob Zombie's movies. Yeah. Um, Number two would have to be uh, The Devil's Rejects. And number one would have to be Halloween two. So that's my order. Halloween 2, Devil's Rejects, Halloween, House of a Thousand Corpses, Lords of Salem, 31, and The Haunted World of El Superbisto at the bottom. So who's ready? Who wants to give me their ranking? I'm ready. Okay, go for so it. We're gonna go, uh, you want me to go uh, from least to best? Go from the – yeah, bottom up. Okay, uh, so mine's a little different. So uh, so number one, two, three, four, five. So number seven is, is El Superbisto. I just see, I have nothing redeeming about it. Uh, right. Number six, House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Uh, number five, uh, 31. Number four, Halloween. Three, Lords of Salem. Two, Devil's Rejects. And my number one Rob Zombie film, Halloween 2. All right. So, yeah, we're the same at the top there. Yeah. It's kind of differing the, the middle chunk. The All right. And last area. but not least. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just like the nougat area or nougat's a little different. <laughs> exactly. Oh. All right. Bar. What about you, Ash? Um, I'm gonna start with El Superbisto at the bottom. Dear God, that was freaking awful. <laughs> uh, House of a Thousand Corpses would be next. Um, I'm gonna put Devil's Rejects there. 
Um, then Lords of, well, no, then this one, 31, um, then Lords of Salem, uh, then Halloween two and then Halloween. Wow. Okay. That's significantly different than ours, Mm -hmm. except for the last. I think that's pretty universal, but yeah, very good. So just to recap, if else for Beastle was live action, I think I would love it. Well, yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. (laughs) That's true. But, (laughs) oh man. All right. So that is that. I want to thank you guys for indulging, indulging me and and going on the Rob Zombie uh, trip with me. Um, I had a good time for the most part. So uh, I know you guys may not have (laughs) had as good a time, but that's all right. So I I've had good times and bad times, you know. Uh, they were fun to revisit because I'd been a long time to right. see these movies. Um, I'm yeah. still kind of curious that, to watch that four and a half hour Halloween making of. Yeah, me just too. Because, I really do need to see that. You know, yep. maybe it's like a special like side podcast just talking mm-hmm. about the making of. Just because it's so <laughs> fucking long, you know. I'm not right. sure if there's a, like an hour of it him just sleeping on set. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious in a perverse way. Just to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, it's so clear to kind of see the Rob Zombie tropes that he uses because he uses virtually all of them in 31. So it's just a a good way to end the arc, I think. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move on to round three of the Besting the Backlog Challenge. So as a reminder, this is the challenge where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. Each of us pick a take a look at our the other's unwatched pile, be it their Netflix instant cues, home video collections, whatever. And we pick one film that the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast where they give a quick review of the film. So this week, though, we actually, uh, this is our third week, so we actually picked one for ourselves a couple weeks back. So as a reminder, Ash, you picked The Saint, correct? Yes. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it is a 90s uh, Val Kilmer Helmer. Um, it's a remake of a, um, I believe, a Roger Moore either series or film. Okay. Um, but uh, in it, Val Kilmer plays a uh, master thief who calls himself Simon Templar, um, who's hired by Russian politicians to steal the secret formula for cold fusion, and he ends up falling in love with a scientist while he's doing it. Um it's kind of neat. There's some neat action sequences in it. Um, there's some funny moments. Uh, Kilmer's actually pretty good at emulating other people, especially uh, in mm. this, especially with the makeup um, and uh, a lot of that. Um, Elizabeth Shue's in it, and I liked her. Um, the uh, It's not too bad. Uh, I ended up giving it four out of five on Netflix. Um, so let's see. That was a... Uh, what what three and a half out of four for us something like that roughly maybe okay um but no i enjoyed it um i had seen a couple of scenes before um but uh i I hadn't watched all of it in one go so okay uh, that was pretty cool um but uh yeah i enjoyed it awesome and so you say you're giving it three and a half out of four yes very good and um Mark, you watched Trancers, right? Yes, 1984's Trancers, starring Tim Thomerson and Helen Hunt. 
Helen Hunt being uh, her first movie ever. Um, <laughs> so, story. So, Tim Thomerson plays Jack Death, spelled D-E-T-H. He's <laughs> a, uh, during the future, uh, some sort of post-apocalyptic kind of d- demolition man world that they live in. And some guy uh, did the whole Terminator and went back in time to kill the descendants of some lawmakers in the future so that their rule doesn't come to pass. We can take over the future. Um, so now they get Jack Death to go back in time to 1984 to uh, kill or to capture him before he kills all the relatives. And the reason why he goes is because the guy who went back in time killed his wife all those years ago. And he thought he died, but then he resurfaced. So he's like, <laughs> so he quit being a cop because it was being too violent. <laughs> so, so he gets reinstated and then goes back in time and meets up with Helen Hunt. Because when you go back in time, you can go only back in time in your own timeline. So he is his ancestor from 1984, which of course is him with like blonde hair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it's actually pretty good. I really awesome. like this film. Um, it's a full, well, it's an empire film. So it's before full moon became full moon. Um, so I was, it, okay. Yeah, so I was it, wondering. It is a Charles Band film. So it's directed by Charles Band and yeah. it, it has the fingerprints of a high budgeted full moon film. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think we'll feel more full moony as the sequels come along because there are five sequels to this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there are six transfer films. Um, and Helen Hunt, surprisingly enough, she stars in the next one. So the first one's from 1984. Oh, wow. It transfers to, I think is 1991. So oh my gosh, I'm trying to think where in her filmography this puts her in. Because I don't know if Mad About You was in 91. I, I don't think so. I, think, I feel like that's the later 90s. Right? Um, but yeah, so she's in the sequel. Uh, so I'm kind of, I kind of want to watch it. Uh, I think I want to watch all of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as for like a, a cheesy early 80s sci-fi action film, it's mm-hmm. actually really decent. Um, so awesome. you know what? Okay. So oh, shit, she's in Transfers 3 as well. And that's 92. Um, <laughs> so Mad About You... I can't. See, I don't see it here. Well, I know that Twister is ninety six, so it's only right. five years from. Uh, where the hell is Mad About You? Interesting. I don't see it here on IMDb. Um, that's so interesting. But uh, yeah, so she. Uh, I don't think this is her first film. Then she's in Project X. That's eighty seven. Okay, that's eighty seven. Transfers. Yeah, everything else prior to this was TV movies. So this was her huh. first feature film. And uh, she, Mad About You was 1992, it looks like. 92. Why, didn't, why do I not see it here? Um, so that's interesting. So it's right before she became big. Uh, well, no, mm. that's not true. Uh, Transfers 2 is before she became big. But so this is 84. So like from, from 84, 85, uh, after Transfers, she did Girls Just Want to Have Fun, uh, Waiting to Act. She's insane elsewhere. Pigs Who Got Married. Um, it was kind of cool to see her as young Helen Hunt. Um, I don't think she aged at all between now and uh, the film. Um, <laughs> she looks like Helen Hunt. Um, yeah. So again, I'm rambling. Good film. I liked it. I would totally check it out. I heard that it that's the pinnacle of the series, and it kind of drops down hard from uh, from uh, 
transfers two to transfers three and whatnot. So obviously okay. I have to watch them all, <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, yeah, so uh, I recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, they just released that one on Blu-ray not too long ago, like a special edition or whatever, and I own that. Oh, cool. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, totally check it so out. Let me know what you think. It's, it's a short one too. It's only like 120 minutes, so. <laughs> 120 minutes. Oh, sorry. An hour and 16 minutes. An hour and 20 okay. minutes. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say two hours? It's two hours, folks. Oh, that's funny. Two hours of Tim Yeah, Thomas so time. excellent. So uh, what's your star rating on that one? Um, I would give it a solid three out of four. Perfect. Very good. All right. Yeah. So I watched, uh, I picked Contamination, also known as Alien Contamination uh, from 1980. Um, and so this one is basically, it was hyped to me, at least what I've read about it was like an Italian knockoff of Alien, which is, I was like, hell yeah, I like that. Like that should be awesome. Well, that's, ah, that's not really an accurate description of it. I wouldn't say. Okay. Um, it definitely has like some ideas from it, but I don't know. It's not, there's, it's just not like an alien attacking people in space. Like that's not, that's not what it is. It takes place on, you know, on earth. Um, there are things that landed on earth or came from other worldly places that are now on earth that are causing problems. But, um, so basically like the, this group of people found this, these pods, these, they look like giant eggs. Um, and once they are in touch with some heat source, they kind of start glowing and uh, make the person around them like explode from the inside out. So it's taking the um, the the alien where it pops out of the chest. Is you know what they call that? Yes, that from Alien, uh, taking that idea and and using it in contamination. But um, there's a lot more than just one. Um, I think the. I the movie's not a bad film by any stretch. Um I didn't like it as much as I was hoping I would like it though. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like the the problem is one I was expecting more alien and uh I didn't get it and two there's just a lot of really like corny lines in it which is fine but some of them just didn't work for me. Okay. Um the like the three main characters Ah, we're we're pretty forgettable. There's they didn't do anything to wow me at all. Um but this is a film where I feel like I want to learn more about it and I do have that uh option available to me now because I have the Arrow films Blu-ray of okay. it. Um I'd like to listen to a commentary on it. Um I want to watch some of like the behind the scenes things um because it just feels like a film that I'll like more the more I watch it. Um, I did like like the filming locations. They went from clearly a you know a 1980s New York, well late 70s New York, all the way to like South America, and uh, I, I assume they were the real locations because they looked very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool in that sense, but there was just something lacking from it. Uh, I guess a little less horror than I than I hoped it would be. Okay, but. Definitely glad I own it and one I will certainly check out again um, after watching some of like the – I'll definitely want to watch the commentary track that's included. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to give that uh, Contamination two and a half out of four stars. So, All right. So next week, we didn't look it up. So why don't we just um, uh, pick one – do you want to just pick another one for ourselves for, ne- for the – not next week, but for the next podcast in sure. two weeks? Just make it easy. Okay. Okay. All right. Look at your lists. Yep. Mine's already locked in. Perfect. What are you going to watch next week, Mark? Transfers 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Perfect. 
Excellent. And what about you, Ash? What are you watching for next, not next week, but next podcast? Uh, I'm going to watch Jane Got a Gun. Oh, okay. It was one of my recent additions. Yeah. Excellent. I want to stick with my arrow theme. Okay. And go with uh, Blood Rage. Ooh, that sounds violent. Which they released recently on Blu-ray. So I will do Blood Rage from Arrow Video's Blu-ray release. All right. So, Mark, you're watching Trancers 2. Ash, you're watching... (laughs) Ash, you're watching Jane Got a Gun, and I will be watching Blood Rage, which I've been wanting to watch for a while now. So awesome. So that will not be on next week because there is no podcast next week. That'll be on the next episode, which will be dropping live on October 7th. But you may be asking yourselves, what could possibly be on that next podcast? Well, We've talked about it, and we decided that we are going to make October's arc. Uh, just We're only doing three episodes that month, so it's going to be a short one. But it's going to be a space horror arc. So we will be doing three space horror films. The first one, so October 7th, will be 1997's Event Horizon. October 14th will be 2000's Pitch Black. And October 21st will be 2009's Pandorum. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. It fits in with the theme of October pretty damn well because it fits into that horror genre and it also combines our love for sci-fi as well. So the space horror arc is coming for October. So buckle up, folks. Sure to be a hell of a ride. All right, so before we sign off for this week, let's pick our winner of Sex World on Blu-ray. Now, see, what's good about our podcast and our giveaway specifically is that we are a still a, a budding podcast, and so we don't have hundreds of entries. In fact, for this one, there was only a couple entries, which is awesome that we got that many. And so the people going up, Chris, who recommended a Stephen King arc and a... Uh, the Cronenberg arc, and Brent, who offered up the Adam Wingard art, which you're going to hear that on the next podcast. I will make sure to put that audio into the podcast so we can talk about that a little bit more um, and go from there. So using random.org, I'm going to pick a winner, my random list randomizer. I'm going to hit a uh, randomize here. Let's see. Let's do five times. There we go. And the winner of this ARC's giveaway, so the winner is winning Sex World on Blu-ray, is Brent. So congratulations, Brent. I know Brent actually is a UK listener, so he is um, actually having that sent to someone else in the United States, which is uh, perfect. Totally fine by us. So Brent, congratulations on winning Sex World on Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. So just make sure you send us a direct message on Twitter or hit us up at contact at cinefashions.com with the shipping address and we will go from there. So congratulations. Thank you to Mark. Thank you. I'm sorry, not Mark. No, you're well, thank you, Mark, just in general. You're but thank you to Chris and thank you to Brent for giving us some suggestions for future, future podcast arcs. We really appreciate you guys listening. So, And again, thank you to me. Absolutely. Always thank you to you and and Ash. Yes. So that'll be that for this week. So next week, remember, there is no podcast, but the following week we will be starting um, come October 7th, the space horror arc. So make sure you're watching for that. So again, the first movie will be Event Horizon. So make sure you watch that before the podcast on October 7th. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, 
Make sure you leave us a review. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is that you might be listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a larger audience, which is always the goal. And we really appreciate you time taking, uh, we appreciate you taking the time, rather, to leave that positive review. So thank you guys for taking a couple hours out of your day to listen to the three of us talk yet again. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ash. And thank you, me. Rob Zombie is now in the rearview mirror. How does that make you feel? I miss Sherman Zombie already. that's a bold-faced lie (laughs) Uh, all right so i want to thank everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time 